0: This is Mouth Media Network, the business of
1: being heard. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Funny People Talking. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Rako. I'm so happy you're here for the ride. We'll be back very soon with uh, Dresden and Elsie. In the meantime, thought we'd share just a really great interview I had done some time ago on another podcast at Mouth Media Network where we used to record the podcast Girls Gotta Eat for a Little While. If you're not familiar with it, and absolutely just they're crushing it. It is a huge. Hugely popular podcast uh, hosted by uh, Ashley Heseltine and Raina Greenberg. Ashley is a stand up comedian, writer, founder of Bros Being Basic and Fashion Dads, uh, amongst other things. Uh, Raina is a writer, photographer, founder of One Hungry Jew. After just uh, a few dozen episodes, they had already achieved millions of downloads, had multiple sold out live audience shows. We're already on a trajectory to be one of the podcast emulate, which they clearly have become on iTunes alone. They have more than 22,000 reviews. That is just incredible. Uh, in any event, they sat down with me some time ago, uh, to share why they started the podcast, how it's developed into such a hit, why they integrated live shows so early into their journey why they never expected the show to take on a life of its own and thinking about the podcast as a real startup business, uh, the impending live show tour they were coming up on at the time. Uh, and just, just a lot of laughs and great insights into Ashley, Raina and girls gotta eat. So I really hope that you will, uh, Take time to listen to this interview on how the desire to share life's realities as women in dating, sex, and more, turn into a real growing business as podcasters with the show Girls Gotta Eat. All right, we'll enjoy the interview, and we'll see you next week.
0: Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Funny People Talking and Elsie. LC- At Elsie the Producer. And please, for the love of all that is holy,
1: subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty, please? Thank you. (laughs) Ashley Heseltine and Raina Greenberg, the hosts. Of the incredibly popular show Girls Got to Eat. Welcome to the show. Thank you for In the taking In you the time. Thank you for flesh. having us. <laughs> let's let's start quickly, just for our listeners and familiarize them with what crazy thing you two are doing with this Girls Got to Eat show. How did you meet? Why are you doing the show? And what is the show, not just what the listener hears, but what is it to you? Sure. Can we start with you, Raina?
2: Yeah. Why don't I tell you what the show is first? And then Ashley, we're like a married couple. I'm like, honey, you tell the story of her. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she tells it better than me. <laughs> we like to laugh. Um, I know. Anyways, I would just like to say to um, our
1: listeners, just, just like <laughs> hang on to your hats for the next few minutes.
2: Um, <laughs> We're going to reel yeah. it in. Um, so girls got to eat is a comedy podcast about sex, dating and relationships. Um, it started off as that's just sort of joking about our own lives and talking about our experiences. But I think that the longer we do this, the more I realize that it's a really cool, fun way to really normalize the conversation about what is going on in the dating world and what are people experiencing? And, um, what are questions people have about sex? And we get hundreds of emails a week from people that I think maybe think they're alone, but we get the same 10 emails, you know, from everybody. And I think people really want these things to be discussed. So it's been really fun. We try to put a really funny spin on everything. And we're super fortunate to have really, really cool guests um, most weeks as well.
0: Yeah. We met on a press trip. Rain and I are both Instagram influencers, yeah, for lack are. of you a better word,
1: fair followings and, fair, and yeah, a very, over very a million, you know? very engaged followings. Yes, yes.
0: Well, and the Rabbit following emphasis. on the on the girls got to eat Instagram is like even more engaged than our other ones. You know? Like there, it's just it's great. So we met on a press trip in Aruba, at a dinner on the beach with our toes in the sand, sitting across from each other, <laughs> we became friends, <laughs> and honestly, it was maybe it was a few only a few months after that, that I approached Raina with this podcast idea. She was on board immediately. We just had been talking a lot about relationships and our shitty dating stories and, you know, our our past. And we were just I want to do a podcast about dating and relationships, my favorite thing to talk about. And I think talking about this stuff helps everybody else in similar situations. And like Raina said, I mean, we uh, it's shocking how I guess I just grew up with like so many great girlfriends and my mom's super supportive. And it's shocking that we hear girls be like, you'd make me feel like I'm not alone. Um, where it was like, that's become our goal. It's like it, we like help people and empower people. And we never really knew that we were going to do that. You know, <laughs> Yeah, I think that was the goal. It wasn't just to like dick around and talk about like our funny dating stories. But I mean, it's it's morphed into like we realize that there's an impact there.
1: How much of what people hear on the show is really the you that you are in your private life. And I don't mean the stories.
2: I think but. about this a lot when... So we, we said we going to be doing some live shows, which we'll talk about, yep. but I've invited my really good friends and Ashley's really good friends to the shows. And I've thought a lot about like when somebody sees me on stage or hears me doing the podcast, do they say to themselves, this is an authentic representation of who this girl is? Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I listen to Ashley on the show. I can't speak for myself, but I listen to you and you're exactly who you are every single yeah. day when I listen to you. Yeah. I might be I might be a little more amped up and like I'll maybe like let loose and let it rip a little more than I would in like polite company but um,
1: I, I think about like for example your logo or your your avatar is the two of you on a bed in lingerie <laughs> yes. and and my question for you no judge no judgment zone is how much of that is the you you want to put out to the world and you do typically in your private life put out to the world versus you've created this version of yourself that is still authentic, but is one corner of yourself that you've siloed for the purposes of your podcast branding and and messaging?
0: Well, I will say that the lingerie was we never knew that was going to be the image that was everywhere and the thing that i yes we're wearing quote-unquote lingerie but like we have each of each a bottle of champagne in our hands and we're laughing hysterically Like our faces don't even look pretty like it's really we're like our faces are like hysterically laughing and that's what i love about it because it's so not sexy like well, the by, photo was an
2: accident um yeah, we were actually like, total candid we were in a hotel room with a photographer we just wanted to get a couple shots for the website again. yeah and valentine's day was coming up we were like kind of being funny yeah we were just being funny it it was yeah. one of ten outfits that we had with us and different food. And this is just an a- accidental outtake. That yeah. Happened. But
1: by the way, having been in the studio with you while you're recording, I feel this moment of accidental outtake and laughing. That is a majority of what's happening in the yeah. in yeah. the studio is yeah. unexpected.
0: But and I guess to answer your question, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't even. Th- there is no way I could perform for this podcast. You know, like I turn it on. I'm a comedian. Like I know how to. Yeah, you're a, stand- I, a
1: genuine up yeah, comedian.
0: comedian. I I know timing and things like that. But like it's my hundred percent real personality. I don't. I don't don't know anything back. I mean, we just did an episode that felt very personal to me, and I shared a story that I didn't even really anticipate I was ever going to share. And I did because I think we've let these people into our lives. We're not naming names, and we're not calling people out and putting people on blast. But I think, like, this is what I always knew was going to happen, that, like, people – and it's not super creepy yet, but like, yeah, people know these things about us and they come up to us on the street. And I mean, it's 100 percent real. It would be very weird to me. And I'm sure Raina, too, to actually hang out with her all the time. And then she's a different person in the studio. I wouldn't. It would be weird. So, and so it's not like that.
1: So how interesting. We will get to this in just a moment about now being in front of live audiences where you've crossed the line from the distance of digital to the reality of being in the room with people that see that you're real. We'll get to it in a second, but one one thing I want to go back to is that moment when you said, this should be a podcast. I should do a podcast and, hey, Raina, will you do it with me? Why was that a decision that you made that it was important for you to have a, a platform different from ones you may have used before to express and share such personal things and viewpoints? Wh- wh- why was that important and did you come to that decision?
0: Um, I just like feel so passionately about like relationships and the psychology behind them and I, I basically i went through a really tough breakup and like i couldn't shut the fuck up about it quick curse. Sorry. Sorry.
1: It's done. It's happened. We can't go back. I went
0: through a really tough breakup and I couldn't shut up about it. You know, it was just like obsessive. And I was,
1: it was fine by the way. I feel
0: like I was like talking (laughs) about my relationship and analyzing other relationships. And I just became so fascinated with like the human experience with dating and relationships and sex. And I've always been really open about that. And so I knew I just wanted to talk about it on a podcast and like. Reyna, it's crazy because I didn't know that we would have this chemistry. Reyna didn't either. We didn't know that this would happen. Like, what if we would have tried to record the first one and we didn't have this chemistry, we thought. But I I thought she was like the perfect person that was super open about her life and honest and like not trying too hard to impress people yeah. and be a different person and just super authentic as a person.
1: So what about you, Raina? Why did you decide to do this? Not just, hey, it'll be fun, but this wasn't just like, I'll do it one time. It was like, this is a thing I'm going to be doing now for however however long. And obviously now it's become a a meaningful part of your career. Uh, Why did you do it?
2: I mean, this took on a life of its own that I never expected. And um, it certainly was something I was like, oh, I'll start a podcast one day. But I think a lot of people you have that thought about, about it. it. This wasn't
0: like when I approached her, she was like, yeah, I have thought about it. Yeah. I actually think I said, have you thought about doing a podcast yeah. before? Hey,
1: it's and the new she, blog. It's really the new blog.
0: Yeah. yeah but I she was like, have... yeah, of course I have. Like, I say the most ridiculous shit. Like, I, it should it, it should be out in the world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why contain this? Why should this she be She never probably... had a
0: job in like comedy or anything. <laughs> it's just this talent that wasn't being
2: used. <laughs> and I feel like I knew that. And I was like, let's put this out there to the world. Yeah. But I never thought about this being a career. This is only in my mind was going to be like uh, a hobby and like a fun, silly thing I could do with this girl that I really liked who I thought was smart. And if people liked it, great. And it really, we are so fortunate to have met a lot of people that have helped us along the way, um, like the mouth media team and our agents and people like that. But it really is like, I'll attribute attribute so much of this to me and Ashley working together. And I never knew that I would have to make her my business partner. And I never knew I'd have to make calculated business decisions and risks with her and compromise with another person. And neither of us have worked with another person in a very long time. So, you know, to find somebody that I can compromise with and make yeah. these decisions with. But, you know, it's so much more than just like pop into the studio, spend an hour chit chatting. It's it's a business. There's a lot of decisions that come from it.
1: It is interesting because it really is a startup mm-hmm. because, you know, think about so many startup founders. They don't say, I have an idea. I'm now going to go recruit the perfect business partner. It's two people that are chatting over beer and they say, you know what we should do is mm-hmm. this. And hey, let's burn it out. All of a sudden we're like, it turns into a business. You never thought about is this a person I want to be in business with for years? Raina
2: says that all the time. <laughs> like she never thought about it. She was like, "Yeah, let's do it." I didn't really know Ashley. I mean, I yeah. didn't know her that well, and so like she was somebody that I was just like, "Yeah, I'd get drinks with this girl. She seems cool and fun and smart." Right. And I would listen to what this person has to say.
0: Well, you know, I don't want to. Raina said that this kind of start, like she had an idea that it was like a hobby, and I I don't want to like take anything away from that. But I think we both. I realized early on that we we were treating it the same way. Like it wasn't just like throw this out all willy nilly into the world. We like researched all the equipment we were very set on Raina had a whole vision for the photo shoot like we released it where we had photos and we had a logo and we had which has since changed and it's amazing because we have this amazing graphic designer but like we were like we're gonna launch this in the right way you know we took it very seriously and i love that about her because i i think it would have really sucked for both of us if one person had this like i do things right and i Mm -hmm. do things this way and the other person was like
2: no, just do whatever. Right, and I when I want to, I want to backtrack a little bit. When I say it was a hobby, I mean like she met me at the Bean with her dog one afternoon, like months before, and was like, "What would you ever think about doing this?" And <laughs> you know, once we decided to do it, it was like we need a logo, we need do a website, right. yeah. yes, um, we need people that yeah, yeah. can help us along the so way.
1: So you had a business mindset right from right, as soon as it yep. was a decision yep. to yep. do, which I mean, a lot of podcasters, I don't know that they think right. that way in it.
0: And we like split the responsibilities, and it just seemed to fall into place, you know. So which was nice.
1: So. I did a keynote down in Florida to podcasters. There was, I don't know, 800 or 1,000 podcasters in the room, and I did a poll of the room, and I asked them why they do podcasts or about to do a podcast. And what I found was the vast majority of the people in the room were not doing a podcast primarily to make money or even to propel their business, although those both did enter into the conversation for many people. It actually primarily was to inspire or educate people. Mm -hmm. So for you, in terms of doing this podcast, I heard why you decided to do a podcast. But as you sat down, you said, okay, we need a logo, we need to do this, blah, blah, blah. How much of that was deciding to drive a new business idea? And how much of it was just not to embarrass yourself with something half ass?
2: I don't know that we thought we were going to make like a fortune from it. Not that we're like, yeah, I don't think I sat down and thought to myself like I want to make this my career only financially. <laughs> yeah, um, but when we decided to do it, it was like this: this is going to be a business. If we're going to do anything and put our names on it, this is what it's going to be. Yeah, I I kind of thought this was going to be my next business okay. venture. You know, like Ray and I both
0: were. We make the bulk of our income via instagram i think we're both smart enough to know that that one day the bubble will burst you know like hopefully not anytime soon and so i was thinking of like what's the next thing not that podcasts are new by any stretch no. but i i don't know i don't really do i don't think right it does either i don't do like pet project shit like yeah. it's like we're gonna make yeah. some money and so this I, it was like of course we never could have you can never predict the future. But I feel like we knew we had such a quality podcast. Mm-hmm. So like, of course, people are going to subscribe. Of course, people are going to download it. And of course, we're going to make some money. And we were early on. we were like, we're going to hit that point. We're going to make some money. We're going to do this. And
1: yeah, I, you, and I think
0: you, both of us kind of.
1: <laughs> now, you have some real traction. Uh, one could argue you have some real traction here. You don't have a million listeners yet, but you don't have a hundred either. Uh, are you are you comfortable saying where your listenership is? Really? I would say it
2: grows exponentially every week. Like we are, every Monday we have a significant jump from the next Monday. You, every you, day you have
1: tens of thousands of listeners would be yeah. Oh okay. and we've
2: had way over a million downloads. You've
1: had well over a million downloads yes. in just thirty. Three episodes or whatever it is? Yeah, 32
0: episodes. 32
1: episodes. Okay. So you're you're clearly doing something right. How much of that is because you are influencers and you are able to have strong social media platform uh, presence and you're able to drive that? And how much do you feel is what you have done with the podcast itself? So do you have some sense of that?
2: I do, actually. And, you know, I think that we're super lucky to have the social media following that we do and that people were able to organically find us that way. But so many people tell each other about the show and tag each other on social media. And Ashley and I, I think, are very fortunate to understand social media and how to use it as a tool. Um, but I also think that, you know, people give you one chance. and They tune into one episode. And if it sucks, they're not coming back. Mm-hmm. So I think that, like, it's great we have this following to get people to listen one time. But if it's not quality content, they're never coming okay. back. Yeah.
1: And do you have some sense of, uh, uh, are you, what are some things, if any, that you've started to do in the way that you program your show that you have realized will drive engagement? Anything in particular that you've Just started Just making through?
0: it awesome or? <laughs> 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 no, I mean, well, And just to piggyback what Raina said, we were so lucky to have the social media following that we did. Both of our big accounts, over a million followers. We were able to launch the podcast. We feel so lucky to do that. We don't know how people do it. And like we were lucky to get it to people. But if we never post on those accounts again, I don't even know if it would have an effect. So now it doesn't we have the girls got to eat handles, but like now it's just people spreading the word it's people subscribing tuning in and like doing our work for us you know and it's this huge amazing word of mouth and you know we've Mm -hmm. got a little press here and there and all this stuff so um i was a question well how uh, have
2: you formatted the show
0: oh the four i mean it's kind of interesting because if i go back and listen to the first episode the second episode they're really not that different we have a Set way we do it, we bet we always want people to engage or just hear the two of us if we're mm-hmm. going to have a guest. So we always start it with just the two of us. I think people want to know what's going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. And then if we have a guest, we bring in the guest and then we play the game at the end. I think we started that doing a little differently. We would go live on social media and we didn't totally love it. But now, I mean, I think people look forward to the game and then people, the games are usually based on user emails and submissions. So
1: do you in- feel like you just found a white space that because you're predominantly a female audience it seems Probably, yes. yeah,
0: predominantly. Yeah.
1: and yeah. and would you say that you just sort of found a, a white space you had almost hadn't realized was there that people were hungry for this kind of content because it seems like you've had quite a good response yeah very early we, don't, we
0: only know one other podcast we even think is similar to ours i mean i'm sure the popular one we don't know any other ones like it's just Everybody, all girls do is sit down for drinks and talk about dating and relationships and sex. And it's like, how is this not the most popular category? There's not yeah. even a category for it. Like,
2: where is it? The com- funny
1: thing is, the most popular category is religion and spirituality. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there's
2: comedy, and there yeah. is a subset for mm-hmm. relationships, but they're more serious. There's there's doctors, there's relationship experts. Yeah, it's like um, family. It's doesn't even say relationships, right? And a friend of mine said one of the most brilliant things Ashley ever did was, was naming this a comedy show because it fell into like this category and allowed us to sort of make yeah. this what it is and i think our audience has really allowed us to sort of toggle between like really serious episodes and serious sure. guests and really funny ridiculous hysterical stuff look yeah. as
1: a stand-up comedian one thing you definitely know actually is comedy that's forced or synthetic not authentic does not connect with the audiences the best mm-hmm. comedy seems to me i know this from my tiny tiny little stint as doing trying out stand-up mm-hmm. is it backfired when I tried to make up shit, but when yeah. the, when I actually did talk about things that happened that to happened me, exactly. the, 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 those were the best the authenticity. And exactly. So, so I'm wondering if that has a lot to do with what's been successful here.
0: Well, and also I'll say that like the, I forgot what I was going to say, the, With the comedy part of it, there's comedy podcasts out there that's like two comedians, two funny people. Uh, Raina, is not technically a comedian, but she is to me Um, and (laughs) everyone else because she's so hilarious. You got to be.
1: You're both cracking up all the time. You're cracking the show. So someone's funny.
0: A lot. I think sometimes comedians make podcasts, not all, and they just sit around and shoot the shit. And we like have a plan. Like we have pre meetings about our topics like we want it to be super valuable, super meaningful and get something out of it. And you know why you tuned into that title. And I think I never want to I don't care. It's going to be my two favorite comedians in the world and them sitting around just shooting the shit is never going to be the type of podcast I'm going to listen to. So I think we were able to combine this humor and comedy into like valuable life advice
2: and nail it but you are also (laughs) very open about your life like i couldn't do this show with somebody that wasn't willing to be like here's here's a wound like i'm gonna bear it and i think that like not everybody wants to do that and i actually am probably a more authentic version of myself in this room than i anywhere am anywhere else in the world uh just because this allows me to sort of air that Mm -hmm. i'm much i would say a little more private in social settings um But I think her and I both are fortunate to work for ourselves so we can say the things that we want. Uh, But I couldn't do this with somebody that wasn't going to be like, this sucked and it was embarrassing and I went through it. Yeah. You know.
1: All right. Final question. So uh, here you are at this point, 32 episodes in, and you're starting to do live audience events. Uh, your first one was in Caroline's Comedy Club in New York, and mm-hmm. you guys like sold that out in an instant, and it was a rabid crowd. <laughs> it was an exciting was best night. Yeah. What did you best
0: say, best Rob? Or what did you say? It was like Ellen?
1: <laughs> it was like i don't know it was, like, was ellen. like it was like ellen, it was like like if ellen was like, they're screaming
0: i'm like it was, like, it, was it, like it was like, El-
1: like Oprah. El- yeah, ellen if it was explicit rating right <laughs>
2: yeah all <laughs> like just friends, the fan, like it's like her friends were like you have no idea what is going out like going on in that room right now yeah. it's crazy See,
1: and then you had another a second it was uh last night i believe it was uh it was your second live event
2: Two nights ago without yeah, night media and mm-hmm. Bloom, which was a much different mm-hmm. format. It was more of, of a panel discussion yep. with people that are like a little bit older mm-hmm. and a little less drunk. And <laughs> yeah, uh, it, was it very wasn't a different. comedy club. So yeah.
1: it just was
0: a whole different vibe.
1: And then yeah. you have more that are scheduled coming up. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, is one, why the live events now? Why did you decide this was something that you needed to start doing? How did that fit into the plan? And second of all, how are the live shows different so far from doing in the studio? And the third one is don't worry I'll remind you what the questions are and then the third third part of this so you can start anywhere you want so it's so it's why the live shows how does the live shows are the live shows different and then the third thing is is how does this fit in with the master plan
2: yeah you want to talk about why because I think you were such a good driver for like doing live shows well I mean I want to I mean I do stand-up I love
0: to be on stage and have attention <laughs> I mean duh no I mean yeah, it was a no-brainer for, for me. Like, of course, I want to bring anything I do to, this, to the stage. And, you know, I we didn't know how Raina was going to be if she crushed it. It was just, like, shocking. Not shocking. It wasn't. She just <clears throat> knocked it out of the park. She wasn't even nervous. It was crazy to me. So <laughs> Caroline's on Broadway. Here we are, sold-out crowd, screaming Oof. her name. She's never been on stage before and just <laughs> crushed. So I think... It was always something I was like, of course, we're going to do this. I mean, my goal and I I looked at some other podcasts that I respect was like, yeah, you do the podcast and you like tour the world, you know, and then that's an additional revenue stream and you just kind of become celebrity in a way. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I want to be a famous person, but like Like I want this to be my whole life. Yeah. (laughs) So it was like, of course, we're going to we're going to tour. We're going to have a book. We're going to do all the things. I mean, this is like the career path. So and we were. Um. We've been thinking about it ourselves and just we just obviously was just both of both. I maybe I brought it up, but Raina was instantly on board. And then we got approached by an agency that we work with to like kind of set up our tour for us, and now they're handling that for us. So and the fact that they thought that we were so like worthy sure. of doing this, we already knew. But to have someone be like, We're a huge agency, we want to do this for you guys, we're like they're, Go for they're it. the
2: agency. Yeah. To like right. have their stamp of approval is so important to us. And to take that and like see it ourselves, like I feel like we collaborate really well, and Ashley has so many good ideas, especially like I defer to her because she has done stage work and I Mm haven't um but we want the podcast to be a real experience for people when we do it live we want to create like a really fun one-of-a-kind experience Mm and so we want to bring in guests we want it to be funny and engaging we want the guest to be appropriate for the audience so um carolyn's comedy club is a different audience than like a more uh I don't know, just a panel discussion, yeah. a professional panel sure. discussion. Like a networking crowd. yeah, Right. Um, but we really want it to be not like a three ring circus of hilarity, but that's sort of how it was. We had former guests on. We had a comedian open the show. Uh, we want to involve the audience as much as we're comfortable with and as much as they're comfortable with. We were able to do that last time. It yeah. was great. Um, but I think that we were really successful at making it like a one of a kind experience for people, not just like we're going to get on stage and focus on one topic. Well, and that was like your
0: third question is how different is it than an actual podcast? Correct. So and I memory, Yeah. Well, because it just transitioned that perfectly. So when we come in here and we do these episodes, they're based on like one specific topic, like how to get over a breakup or when you should sleep with somebody for the first time, whatever it may be. Those are two actual episodes. And we were planning on doing that as in the show. And we were figuring out what. uh what topic is universal. And then like a few weeks before the show, Reina was kind of like, what if we did it this way? What if we broke it up more? We took listener emails. We took these things that people have been asking us and we, and she even said for future shows and I could I was like, no, let's do it for Caroline's because like she was exactly right. We don't want to sit up there and talk for an hour on one topic. We need to mix it up. We need to keep people engaged. And we brought in different guests for different questions. And it, it like it was the, my favorite thing she's ever done. Like, I don't know what she feels like her biggest like thing accomplishment is in this podcast, but it was like. I can't imagine if we hadn't done it that way. Like, oh, my God, we're about to, like, tour the country and she set up the whole structure of the thing. Like, I knew we wanted to have a stand-up come out and open and hype the crowd. I knew that. That's, like, my world. I knew who we wanted to have and someone that c- can work a crowd and get them excited. And then for Raina to be like, let's do it this way. So the po- the live shows are set up very differently. We're still going to do the game at the end. We're going to take audience questions and mm-hmm. play our signature game. Is this weird? But it's broken up way more. We cover way more ground. We bring in... Our experts for each thing, and so it's different. Attribute it to Reina.
2: Thanks. <laughs> it's, a, it's a variety
0: show. It's a yeah. But as far as the <laughs> topics, and I love that we did that because I don't. You're at Caroline's or wherever you just you're drinking martinis. You came in screaming like you got. You're all dressed up for the night. You don't want to have a sit and like hone in on a topic for an hour. Like right. keep it going. Read cra- read crazy emails. Like the subject lines were insane, and like it was just <laughs> we kept it super fun and like engaging and like constantly moving and i'm just so
2: grateful that you have that (laughs) idea
1: it doesn't sound like the worst job in the world it's pretty cool so it's a
2: dream every day i cry
1: so i literally have like 20 more questions for you but that i know that we're out of time so so i'd like to just leave you with this looking ahead one year from now being in the world of reality and not just you know anything's possible what do you see for yourself a year from now related to this podcast? What's the aim at that point in time?
2: I just feel like I feel like we've accomplished so many goals like in such a fast tracked way. Like we're we're gonna do a holiday show for five hundred people at like one of the biggest venues in New York City. Like I feel like we fast tracked so many things. And so now I'm like, well, what else is possible? Like, could I sell out the Garden next year? <laughs> City Field next year?
1: Animated tr- animated you know series.
2: I mean, what- I mean, I'm. I've never
0: had, like, such a set plan in my life. I kind of ride the wave. So I think I think we're both kind of like that. Like, if something comes up and it's a good fit, like, neither—Rain and I aren't—neither of us are itching to be on TV. Like, if a show comes across and we think we want to do it, we would do it. Would love a book. A book. A book's always been on my list to have. Um, Touring more. I mean, I think we're just going to keep moving forward. And, like, we have the right team in place. We're running running ads, making money. I think it's just, like— in a year i mean this right now we both still run our instagram accounts i don't think we're not going to be not doing that but like this will be our totally our main thing and like totally main hopefully source of income and like our totally our whole life so hopefully we don't get in a fight
1: <laughs> i said it the other day what if
2: we have to go to couples therapy hopefully we sometime. don't break up, break up no. <laughs> uh, but i think it'll just keep growing and i i agree i mean i i've always just sort of taken the risks as they come and right I think it's silly i was on a date with somebody recently they kept like batting like like battering me for like badgering badgering battering's oh, beating i'm tired um <laughs> badgering. Kept badgering me for like what my like three-year plan or five-year plan is i don't believe in those things okay. some people it. for some people you need those things if you're in specific professions but i think that it's it's silly to pick up Two-year plan for an industry that's so young and so new and is constantly changing every day. So I've always said, like, I want to walk through every door, I want to see what's behind it, hopefully something good we can make of it.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, how can people connect with Girls Gotta Eat?
2: Listen to the show on,
0: I mean, we're iTunes and Spotify, where if you find podcasts. Subscribe rate review. Um, I guess our main engagement on social media is really on Instagram. I mean, we're on Twitter and Facebook, but girls got to eat podcast is the handle and that's we do. You'll see pictures of us funny memes. It's, it's comedy as well. And we do a lot with the Instagram stories and you'll we announce our shows there. And then when is this coming out?
1: Um, probably tomorrow, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Oh wow. So we're going to talk about live shows. I mean,
2: yeah, we have live shows coming up um, in Atlanta, Nashville, Chicago, um, Nashville. They can still get tickets if they want. Uh, the show is on October 11th. Yeah. So if anybody from Nashville, the
0: other two, there the other know. two are sold out. We'll be back to Chicago and Atlanta, but not this time because not like <laughs> no tickets available. Like it's totally yeah. sold out. And then we are we're not going to say the details, but big holiday show
1: ooh, ooh. we're
0: excited
1: and, and and as a couple maybe one of your shows here should be to bring in a couple's counselor and see what they have to say no what
2: Not they bad. <laughs> we're fine we're doing okay, okay mark okay right. <laughs> we had a sex counselor last week but he had anything to oh, say yeah. about our relationship because we don't have sex <laughs> now as a person as
1: people dating w- w- sorry one last add-on. Please. people dating do you find that you may actually have people that shy away from you because they're Concern that you'll talk about them Or is that actually a magnet? I'm
2: glad that you asked that question Because my mother has posed this question to me And ex-boyfriends have And I have the same response to everybody I don't think I think that you should always behave in a relationship Like the person has an international podcast That can put you on blast If you do not behave
1: appropriately oh
2: and that, That's
1: fantastic
2: <laughs> And I, I can't imagine why somebody wouldn't treat you Nicely or kindly Maybe they're a little more private But I think Ashley and I To be a little more serious Are, are very sensitive uh, we, we made some mistakes in the beginning I certainly did about giving too many details About something that is private And sacred to another person And so I think we are pretty sensitive To not doing yeah. that I mean,
0: yes, we are sensitive to it But it, as far as ever caring If a guy doesn't want to date me I don't care because what am I going to do Like, it's <laughs> like, there's not Uh-oh. I'm We're not going to stop right. the podcast So if you don't want to date me Because this podcast, then we're not going to date Because yeah. <laughs> like, this comes first sure. But okay. yeah, I mean I don't know. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when I get to it. If one of us meets somebody that is very that we really, really like and we really see a future with and they really don't want to be mentioned, we're just going to I'm not going to think about it and stress about it. We'll just we'll see what happens when it happens.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, Ashley and Rana, thank you so much. Girls got to check it out and uh, really appreciate the kind of look under the hood a little bit. Thank so. you
2: for, for having us.
1: That's it. That's the end of the show. Boy, uh, boy, what a cruck! This was Funny People Talking.
0: No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at Funny People Talking or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for
2: listening. This is Mouth
1: Media Network. The business of being heard.